Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Goodwill Meditation Group webinar for Wednesday, the 25th of May. Of May. Thanks, everyone, for being here and for joining us to do this work, taking the time from your day to just join in service. I will be joined by Michael Galloway of New York, Dominic Dibble of London, and Minze van der Velde of Geneva. We will be reflecting on religion and the emergence of group rituals of goodwill. As you know, if you have been with us before, the Goodwill Meditation Group is a worldwide group of people who link up each Wednesday at noon to meditate on goodwill. The group aims to stimulate and strengthen the goodwill that is expressed by humanity as a whole. This webinar meets the last Wednesday of each month and provides an online space for individuals to gather, to use the goodwill meditation, and to discuss our work. Goodwill has been defined as love in action, and it exists in all human relationships that resonate to a note of loving intention. It is both positive and dynamic, and can be consciously utilized for the betterment of humanity and the planet. It could be argued that goodwill is also expressed in an instinctive form by the lower kingdoms in nature. Goodwill is, in essence, the name we give to the potent energy of divine will as it expresses itself through human relationship. This powerful energy overcomes all separating forces and has the potential to transform all aspects of our societies and the planet itself. Goodwill redeems, it unifies, and it reveals the essential goodness underlying all outer forms. The existence of goodwill is evidence of the link between humanity, the spiritual hierarchy, and divinity. So before we go further, um, let's pause for a moment of reflection. And then we will say together the mantra of the new group of world servers, identifying this group and the wider group of all who are participating in this meditation with the new group by using the plural we in the final line. So let's pause for a moment of reflection. May the power of the one life pour through the group of all true servers. May the love of the one soul characterize the lives of all who seek to aid the great ones. May we fulfill our part in the one world through self-forgetfulness, harmlessness, and right speech. Ooh. 
So today's theme is religion and the emergence of group rituals of goodwill. Religion in itself is um, a very ambiguous subject and much can be said, but I would like to preface um, just by saying that we have all heard that we are entering a new age, the age of Aquarius. This shift denotes a shift in the fundamental energy that is available for humanity to cooperate with. So the new energy that uh, will be in abundance for the next two millennia is uh, the energy and energy that is characterized as conducive to ritual and uh, ceremonial order. In a sense, if one looks it up in a dictionary, ritual is defined as a set of rhythmic um, acts that are undertaken in an orderly manner and are repeated often. As we, as a society, tend to synchronize more and more through social media and increased interaction in our daily lives, this concept of ritual will seem to be gaining in significance in our daily lives more than ever in the past. And I think that will not just be in terms of religion, but in terms of a spiritual stance that will be expressed throughout our activities as humanity. Dominic Tibu will be the one who will expand on this wonderful subject. And he has prepared a very interesting presentation, which I have had the luck to have a preview of. And he will also be leading the meditation today, as it is my first time in the World Goodwill webinar. So I'm taking it easy. So let's call Dominic um, to the stage, in a sense, to proceed with the meditation. Thank you for being here with us today. Thanks, Evangelia. Can everyone hear me? We hear you well. Good. Okay. Thank you for that lovely opening reflection and welcome. And now we will join together in our meditation, a goodwill meditation, which, as, as you know, takes place uh, every, every week on a Wednesday at noon local time. Um, and 
we, we mark this and we um, energize this by having the webinar once a month. But of course, everyone is free to participate every week. So we we're, going to, we're going to link up in thought now with everyone throughout the world working with this Goodwill Meditation Group. As we do so, we are entering into <coughs> relationship with our fellow meditators and consciousness, and we're now we're going to reflect upon the fact of our relationships. We're related to our families, related to our communities. Large and small. We can extend that thought out to the relationship with the nation in which we are currently living. our thoughts even more widely into the world of nations and their relationships with each other and our relationships to those nations. Finally, we extend our thoughts out into the one humanity made up of all peoples and nations. Every part of the planet. Now we use the mantra 
unification together. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Now reflect upon your own and humanity's relationship with all beings who dwell in the higher realms of mind and heart. And called by many names, saints, rishis, bodhisattvas, and honored by all the world's religions and spiritual groups.
Imagine that you're standing together within the center of the spiritual hierarchy, immersed in the consciousness of the heart of love. This heart of love is known by many names. Some know it as the Christ. Other faiths have other names, such as Maitreya, the Imam Mahdi, and the Kalki Avatar. Maintaining this high point of contact. Let your thoughts reach out to include all members of the human family in whom the energy of goodwill is active. Use the affirmation, the center of all love I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world.
Visualize the energy of love flowing from the hierarchy through the men and women of goodwill and into the hearts and minds of all people, infusing them with goodwill and creating loving and harmonious human relationships. Meditate on ways of spreading goodwill, creating right human relationships, and restoring peace on earth. Meditate on ways of spreading goodwill, creating right human relationships, and restoring peace on earth.
realize that you're helping to build a channel between the spiritual hierarchy and humanity through which the energy of goodwill may flow, uniting humanity, solving its problems, and healing all differences and cleavages. linked in thought with people of goodwill all over the world, we see the great invocation. Say it with deliberation and full commitment to its meaning, knowing that you're radiating its potent energies to humanity. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. from the center which we call the human race. Let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power 
restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone, for your participation. And thanks again to Evangelia for so beautifully leading us into the meditation. And now it's up to me to share a few little thoughts that may stimulate some further conversation, hopefully. Um, and maybe just a reminder, if you want to um, share, you can put something in the chat and one of us will read it out. Or um, you can uh, stick your hand up and then we can unmute you and we can hear your lovely voices. That would be great. It would be great to hear some voices. For now, though, it's going to be my voice, so <laughs> here we go. We're going to talk about religion and the emergence of group rituals of goodwill. Now, as Evangelia pointed out, um, we are entering the age of Aquarius, and this is producing new differing energies. I'm just going to change my lighting here, see if that's a little better. That, yeah, that's a bit better, I think. Um, 
um it's, it's the, these new energies are impacting um humanity and organized religion like every like many other institutions that make up what we think of as society um they're struggling i would say i would suggest others may disagree possibly if you would disagree please put your comments in the chat um <laughs> struggling to adapt to these new energies now flowing in, in the plan into the planet and one of the the main difficulties which organized religion faces is that of course its structures and its processes are strongly conditioned by the sixth ray which is we're told in the bailey teachings is the is the energy which is flowing out now and making way for the seventh ray and also by piscean ideas about human being about how human beings should relate to divine energies so structures which are in a sense crystallizing perhaps included in these piscean ideas are some thoughts about how perhaps there's a fairly rigid hierarchical division of authority and responsibilities with with the priesthood whatever name we give to that um those who are <clears throat> in charge <clears throat> of religions organized religions uh, usually standing somehow between the worshippers and the worshipped and maybe sometimes even claiming a degree of special access to the divine and to the worship what that which is worshipped <clears throat> now that kind of thinking is probably not so comfortable for those who are responding to the energy of Aquarius because the, the Aquarian mindset there is a much greater emphasis emphasis upon spiritual independence of thought um, and that and that and it also translates into the desire for a direct relationship between the individual and the source of all life love and light so because of that there is um, those who are responding more rapidly to Aquarius that there is a a significant chance that they will feel alienated in some ways by traditional religious approaches and of course many of them many of us were, were born and brought up in traditions like those but because of this urge towards the more independent way of approach to, to the divine that people may find themselves drawn to the more individualistic examples which have been set down the ages by the mystics and the, the contemplatives who've safeguarded the deeper esoteric wisdom within religious traditions. And sometimes, as we know, these mystics are themselves viewed with a degree of suspicion by those in positions within the religious hierarchy. Precisely because they are expressing a degree of independence, perhaps, from the official line, if you like, because those responding to Aquarius are more like are also more likely to recognize and respect mystics within other traditions than their own and also the similarities and truths held within the more esoteric esoteric strands of other faiths that may incline them to explore initiatives where faiths cooperate interfaith initiatives and it's 
it's in these spaces, among other places, but perhaps particularly in these spaces between traditions, that there is likely to begin emerging new ways of relating to divinity, both individually and collectively. And these new ways can become in time rituals of their own of their own. And one of the defining characteristics of such rituals is that they will almost inevitably hold a note of goodwill, since it's only really in such an atmosphere that it's possible for potent spiritual ideas, which are carried by religions, to be freely shared and intermingled. And I think it's probably fair to suggest that it would be good if there would be a longish period during which the symbols and the ideas which are used in such rituals, interfaith rituals, are still recognisably those of the individual religions that are meeting. This would help be a safeguard because it would give time both for those who are actually encountering others in interfaith contexts to grow comfortable with unfamiliar language around divinity. And time for those who are still rooted in only in only one tradition, who are still not haven't quite made the step into interfaith work, to get grow accustomed to the idea that there are members of their faith who are reaching out to other faiths and who are still able to remain within their faith. As this process continues, presumably there will emerge new symbols and ideas, perhaps hybrid in nature, or even entirely novel and underived from parent traditions. One avenue that may offer a safer way into this process, because it's not as subject to the possible misunderstandings around language, is through the medium of music. And there are a growing number of festivals of sacred music around the world, and there is in fact a, a Fez World Festival of Sacred Music in Morocco, which has been happening now for 25 years. And we can imagine these spaces uh, the, of sacred music as ones in which the distinctive the tonalities of the differing sacred music traditions begin to meet and to blend and new and interesting ways. And even from a secular perspective, the ways in which the genre of world music is incorporating tonalities and instruments from many differing traditions, this may help to nurture a shared understanding of resonance with subtler levels of reality. Another avenue through which new rituals might be approached and one which may well be strengthened by the incoming seventh ray, as, as highlighted by Evangelia, is through rhythmic movement. <clears throat> Some faith traditions indicate the importance of, of rhythmic movement, such as the spinning Sufi dervishes. And it's also true of some esoteric groups as well. And the anthropos anthroposophical movement uh, promotes, for example, eurythmy. And in Alice Bailey's writings about the Wessack Festival, she also talks about the importance of ritualistic movement in that particular ceremony. Uh, 
One more area in which religious interfaith work offers a way forward is through peacemaking and peace building. Since this is a natural goal of religions and therefore a natural space for cooperation. In London, there is the St Ethelburga Centre for Reconciliation and Peace, which um, is based in a church, was, which was at one time bombed by terrorists. And it, it hosts a number of um, differing initiatives concerning peacemaking within religion. And it's notable that they also emphasise the need for reconciliation and peace with the earth. And which is, of course, another growing opportunity for interfaith cooperation and the creation of rituals of goodwill. In a recent roundtable hosted by the Dag Hammarskjöld Foundation, the Dag Hammarskjöld was, of course, one of the first uh, Secretary Generals of the UN, um, faith leaders discussed how their roles in the community gave them special opportunities, gives them special opportunities to work in conflict and post-conflict situations to heal communities. And what was also discussed was ways in which the UN can actually facilitate this by inviting these faith leaders into its own peace-building processes. All of these possible ways for the evolution of new collective rituals of goodwill from current religious practice are ones that we can foresee from current existing trends. We can say that, you know, that we can see the seeds of them already beginning to sprout. But we also should consider, of course, the possibility of their emergence from somewhere unexpected, maybe from within one of the current traditions, or even from a completely new tradition. And we're already familiar <clears throat> with the thought that, that these rituals of goodwill, these future rituals of goodwill, ought in some way to be connected with lunar and with solar rhythms and with wider cosmic rhythms from the Bailey teachings and from other strands of the Ageless Wisdom. And we can guess that this will combine with a traditional understanding of these rhythms, the lunar and solar rhythms, in new ways. And as people of goodwill, we can seek out opportunities to engage with others in helping to sow the seeds for these new collective rituals. So helping to revitalize the spirit of religion and renew its forms. Okay, well, that's my provocation, evocation, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and so it's now time for if anyone would like to share some thoughts or some impressions, maybe something that's happened to you. And uh... There is a hand up, uh, Dominic. First okay. of all, thank you for the talk. That was really wonderful. And Uli Titi, um, I'll ask him to unmute. Hello, Uli, you have your hand up. Would you like to ask your question? Maybe he extended his hand up. Okay. Um, other than that, we have. Other than that, we have some comments on the chat box. Okay. And 
Uh, oh. We have, yeah, okay, now there's another one. Okay, so Wendy Boyd, um, if you could unmute yourself. There we go. Hello. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Hi, everybody. Um, I haven't really got anything. I don't think I've got anything specific to say, but I wanted to say something because, and if it's okay, I'm just going to share a little bit. Yeah, please. Thank you. Um, since, since I've been attending the Zoom meetings and continued doing the meditation during the week, every Wednesday, I've found that it's really affected me. I didn't expect it to. I thought I was just going to do this because I'm helping in some way and it's interesting and, you know, it's good to connect with people, etc., etc. And um, be, having been in the school for over 20 years as a student um, and so forth, um, I sort of had a bit of a pride, I suppose, a bit of arrogance thinking, well, I know this stuff, you know, and I've read the books and I understand goodwill, da di da di da <laughs> but, <laughs> and since, But since I've been connecting in this capacity with everybody, it really has had an effect on me. And the only thing I can say is that... Um, you know that expression, draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Mm -hmm. I feel that that's become very apparent in my life and in my own psychology because, you know, at the beginning of this meditation, we link up and then uh, family, community, uh, country, nations, da 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 da, -da. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Something, you know, I, I, very quickly, because I'm hogging the space, I'm sorry, but, um, yeah, I sort of not liked my community. Things like that have been coming up. This mirror, this, these forums have held up a mirror for me to, to see those things that aren't really goodwill. So I've had to really see that, and I've had some problem neighbours and where in the past I want to go away, just go back, um, stand away, um, I realise that I, I have to draw near to them and they will draw near to me. And I found that very um, like mediatorship. We haven't had to argue, I mean, they break the rules. And I find that difficult. I mean, I break rules, but this is so <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I've had to do, you know, I've had to really um, work through this. I know we've all got things. I've got other things as well. But where it reached a critical point, but you pulling on goodwill and meditating in the middle of the week, that particularly that is so bridging. And right at that point, 12 mm. o'clock, middle of the week, and my whole mind is cleansed, you know, and then I can reach out to people. So I, I was thinking, what does it mean, goodwill ritual, you know, these new goodwill rituals? 
soul i couldn't think of anything like you've been specific with music and some really fantastic examples i think it's in for me and maybe others it's in my thinking i've got you know that you can have a ritualistic type of thinking for the good rather than a kind of neurotic ritualism you know because that's so i just wanted to thank you for the impact it's had on me and how i want to continue to extend myself from from this and so thank you for listening to my sharing that's that's beautiful wendy and and i think what you're basically expressing is the simplicity and the power of goodwill it's just and uh, of course uh, we're sort of cheating here a little bit because what, what, what we could actually say well actually what we are doing right now is one of these new collective rituals of goodwill so you know it's yeah <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't want to brag or anything but <laughs> yeah, no, we, are. we are seeding it and what you're what you're saying is that how powerful it can be and how how helpful it yes. can be it works. It, it does works. Work. That's does what it says in the tin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. Thank uh, you. So we have more people who want to ask questions. <laughs> um, uh, Wendy, are you covered? Are you? Sorry. Are, is that all you had to say? Oh, are thank you... you. Yes, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, thank I'm you. done. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, so um, I'm going to ask Uli to um, unmute himself again because he, he, you know, he put up his hand before. Uli, can't you please unmute yourself? I'm asking you to. Not happening. Okay. Um, we're going to move to Joshua Fafod. I'm really sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. Could you please unmute yourself? There we go. Hi, Vengali. It was close enough. <laughs> uh, in light of the topic today, I thought I would share um, a quote on the Lucius Trust Instagram page that was recently posted. Uh, it's as follows. The seventh ray disciple, by his knowledge of ritual, which is the ancient codified means whereby the attractive and expressive nature of the energies to be employed are organized and related by his understanding of the words of power, which he discovers by experiment, and by the using by using the potency of sound, the disciple of the future will work and build the, the new world with its culture and civilization. And I'll post a link to that in the chat if anybody wants to see the expanded quote. Yes, that would be great. Thank, thanks, Joshua. And that's a very powerful thought um i don't think i can really add much to it <laughs> no i don't want to claim a, a, any a deeper insight into it than than uh, but i think i think it's again this the sound the, the collective sound is perhaps an important aspect and of course singing collective singing um is such an important part often of all great religions and faith traditions so one can only imagine the beauty <clears throat> of the the choirs of the future uh, and the 
the rituals that are going to be created. It's a, it's a beautiful thought. We've got something to look forward to, maybe something even greater than Bach, if that's possible. <laughs> um, I see there's one more, one more person, Catherine Cruz, has got the yes. hand up. Shall we ask let's, Catherine Cruz to... Let's ask Catherine Cruz to unmute herself. Yeah. Catherine, could you unmute yourself? Yeah, there we go. I think I'm unmuted. Yes, you are. I just wanted to thank you for this conversation because um, it's, it is such, so much about what the seventh ray is, is bringing us, which is the opportunity or the, the support for the necessity of recognizing the spiritual in all of our forms of rituals. And um, <clears throat> so um, as I was, I was listening to Wendy talk about her midweek meditation, I just thought, well, that's what she's doing. She's re-spiritualizing her relationship in that mid relationships in that midweek meditation. And we, we can all do that. So maybe probably the forms will be new, but even the old forms that we have, if they become containers for the, the energy and forces that they are meant to represent, but really come become two containers of those through the, support of the seventh ray, the energy of the seventh ray, it will transform them into enliven them. So it's a very exciting time to be in, involved in what we are about at, at the school and it, with goodwill. And so that's all. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, you're right that we, it's not just it's not that as the old forms are going necessarily going to be swept away all in one go that we will also build upon those those old forms and use them and as somebody has just pointed out in the chat violet philippa which uh, the great invocation is a form of ritual and rhythm and obviously that's going to be a significant grounding uh tool within the the rituals of, of the future um i i notice um Evangelia, that Uli has actually asked his question in the chat. So um, do you want to read indeed. it? Do yes. you want to read that out? So the question is, this is my question. Wondering about how the concept of detachment experience within the human consciousness explored by many religions throughout human history can be useful for the purpose of this new sense of religion and goodwill ritual in the new era of Aquarius. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I think this is something that each of us should contemplate on rather than be able to answer. Um, I'm thinking more in terms of that a lot of concepts will need to be redefined. We will need to find um, new words to express them because I think that many of our the terms that we're using now are very charged. Mm. And they they seem to mislead rather rather than help us communicate. So I would start in more fundamental processes such as that, such as these. Um, I have no answer for Uli, really. Mm. 
Um, you've just given me something to think about, Uli. So thank you. <laughs> yes, that that's right. And, and the, the thing is, of course, we're not we're not spiritual agony ants. We don't have the answers to all these questions. We're we are all seeking after truth and and, and enlightenment, and or all we're all on our way, so to speak. So I think that uh, yes, that mean detachment may may mean something different in the future when. Uh, Perhaps more more people are individually less focused in the personality and more focused in the group, and that perhaps will make group rituals and group uh, work of all kinds um, easier. More uh, there'll be more sense of the of the, a, a more natural and easy flow of energies between individuals. Perhaps that that would be a love again a lovely thing to imagine. The, the, uh, the more beautiful singing, more beautiful movement, more beautiful constructions, more buildings. We can who can who can guess what the the temples of the future will look like, given how magnificent some of the, the old temples are. Um, so I don't think I've got much more to say than that, but uh, it's something that we can begin to imagine. Evangelia, yeah, yeah. I mean, really. Um, what you what you're suggesting, and maybe your entire presentation um, seemed like it also brought in the ray of uh, harmony through conflict at play, not just the seventh ray of um, ceremonial order. Um, so I think that because these two energies are going to be in interplay, we are definitely mm -hmm. going to see more beauty and. That is to also include outer beauty because inner beauty and objective beauty has to be expressed somehow. And that's where your music and architecture mm -hmm. and uh, art. And the seventh, the seventh ray brings down those energies into yes, right, right down to the physical plane. Precisely. So, so it's, it's, it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully. Well, as, 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 uh, for as long as we will be here to see it, I hope so. Yes. Um, well, thank you, Uli. He, uh, Uli has written, appreciate the space to explore these concepts and agree for more relationships that inspire the off-life. Thank you. We thank you, too. <laughs> we thank you, too, indeed. There's a, there's a couple more um, comments. I noticed that, for example, um, Wayne Sterba has said, uh, one of my ever-favorite definitions of the 7-3 is simply ritualistic decency. Hmm. That's yes. an excellent concept, isn't it? Decency, yes. It's not. It's not a word you hear very often these days, is it? But it's it's probably a word that needs to be resurrected in some way, re re-energized, revitalized. Um, and and you see, uh, Wayne continues. This brings the potential potency right down to one's daily life and the way one relates in simple mm -hmm. decency to one's environment ritualistically. One cannot help but be reminded of DK's statement. The simplicity of the soul opens the way to into Shambhala. To paraphrase, what does the simplicity of ritualistic decency open us up to? Um, I think that this this would have would well what that means to me because uh, of course as you, as Dominic said we're not paragons here. Um, it means that it's a stance of simplicity that allows one to just select the what is truly required in their daily lives 
and then ritual emerges because you select and you form and you are not forming some artwork or an object but you're actually producing the form of your own life your life expression in the three worlds where we all live at the moment so probably something like that um that's what i would think but so lovely thoughts mm, that was that was that itself was a very lovely thought <laughs> the way you expressed that um do we want to take any more comments? Uh, let's see. Uh... Okay, so Angela says detachment from the material slash form could be ritualized through quiet periods of group meditation, a moment of silence, or going into the silent place, even if only for a few moment, moments during the service. Um, actually, I think that's been done. That's been done, well, it's been quickly introduced in many modern, not, not so much institutions, but I would say organizations or even companies. I don't know, what would you say, Dominic? Um, certainly, I, th I think it's interesting that um, people are becoming more aware of the power of intentional silence. Um, I know that uh, there is the um, the silent minute movement, which is being re revitalized recently by one of uh, a few people who are connected with our, our work in some ways. And I think also that the idea of having silence um, at the beginning of meetings just you know, business meetings, and also acknowledging you know, great tragedies are often acknowledged by silence as well, and it, it gives a space for a deeper connection and and one that's um, yes, I think yeah, there's but there, there, there I would I would definitely agree that there there is certainly room for yes. more creative uses of silence. It's the space, it's the concept of space, the space that you mentioned. And thank you, Angela, mm -hmm. for bringing this up because silence does create space, I mm -hmm. think. Yes, mm -hmm. thank you. And I think it also relates back to what uh, Wayne was saying about simplicity. You know, it's a very silent, a very simple thing, silence, but also true. very potent. <laughs> true, true. That's, that's true. Um, okay, we have another question and i think that might be the last one for today mm -hmm. um by wendy boyd she's asking is prayer evolving into meditation these days people resonate with and are attracted to the form of meditation according to their level of consciousness i think mm. they're two different things um there are two different um ways of relating and um, consciousness aside, I would say that they do different things. Um, we, we meditate, well, let, let's just assume that we all meditate here. But there are some times that you actually need to pray. I mean, I do. I feel like sometimes I need to pray that meditation is not for a certain moment. So I would say that there are different 
methods of relating or attempting to relate. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's there's also the um, the the idea that perhaps that the synthesis of of prayer and meditation is invocation, and and that uh, hopefully as we experience become more experienced in doing both we can begin to get a sense of what that synthesis means and hope and hopefully the something like the great invocation is is is, is leading us in that direction i think we're, we're all still grappling we're all still we've all still got our training wheels on when it comes to these kind of ideas about what invocation really means but i think you know hopefully our, our a long experience of you know, lots of incarnations, one would think, <laughs> of doing both. <laughs> we, we might eventually get it. <laughs> That's the hope. Agreed, Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wendy has put her hand up again. So would you like to add something? Would you like to unmute yourself? Yes. Wendy, would you like to unmute yourself and... Yes. Hi. Thank you. Yeah. What I sorry. What I was trying to say. I find it so difficult to do the chat. I find it easier to speak. So it's just how churches are suffering from not having bums on seats, so to speak. <laughs> you know, their attendances are down, and people generally and universally are more attracted to meditation. That I'm not saying meditation looks like any specific way. I think we have to be flexible about this because some people do what they call heart meditations, and it's all about stuff that I don't uh, doesn't you know resonate with me. Just as the meditations that I've been trained in might not uh, resonate with other people, but I think that you know when you see shops full of Buddhas. Buddha statues in people's homes and people are collecting these relics, temple relics that have they've found and all this kind of thing. It's, it's showing this growing aspiration towards wanting a different form of um, whatever helps you, helps a person to uh, express their approach to divinity that's that's what i'm trying to say it just seems it's amazing to me since i was a child just how buddhism from the east has come to the west so rapidly and that must say something about the level of consciousness and the changes that are going on <clears throat> i i agree <laughs> i think it it, it does it does say something important that, that there is this shift in consciousness and and as you're suggesting that there are there are more ways to focus spiritual energy because of course if you think about it um an altar uh, 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 i think the making of altars uh, whether formal or informal has become more of a thing and I think that an altar is a place where one can focus mm. spiritual energy. And, and it's, a, it's an opportunity for the individual to express their understanding 
of how spirituality can be rooted right there in their own home, yeah. which again is perhaps something that um, is more Aquarian in a sense. But it's also part of some some traditions. You know, for it's, it's a, I think my little understanding of Hinduism is that it's certainly a, a big part of that is the creation of your own personal altar. So, and yes, Shinto I think, as well, Dominic. And Shinto, yes, I, I, exactly. So, mm -hmm. it it just goes to show that that people are they are adapting their their ideas of what it means to have rituals, rituals within their own uh, space, not just within public spaces. But that there will be obviously in future the opportunity to do that more collectively as well. Um, I think we're, we're, we're running well over time now, so I, I don't yes. know if, if we want to, say, want to say anymore. I just want to add one little thing, which is that uh, Matthew Go Martin, ahead, because you, you were, you know, you, you gave the talk, you were entitled oh, well, to... This is a <laughs> collective a ritual. You're a collective ritual, Evangelia. <laughs> but I, I just noticed Matthew Martin has said in the chat that invocation is somewhat different from prayer. It involves asking like prayer, but it's also responsible service work to channel or help direct higher energies into our world of need. And altars, indoors or outdoors, are ways to create a receptive space for higher energies to enter. And if you think about it, you know, in a sense, a ritual, a rhythm, one which may involve rhythmic movement and and music is a kind of a moving a altar in some senses. It's 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 a a portal that can, as you say, Matthew, help to ground those energies in in the planet. So perhaps that's a good place to end. Well, thanks everyone. Thank you, Dominic, again for the talk. Thank you. And because it, you know, it uh, all stirred us into thinking and um, discussion. And thanks everyone else for being with us. Um, we hope we will join you. We will join you. Will join us. English is not my first language. <laughs> you will join us for the next webinar, which is going to be on the last Wednesday yeah. of June. So we hope we'll see you then. Thank you again. And have a nice evening. <laughs>